Father, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been oh so good. With every breath that I am able, I will speak of the goodness of my God. Hallelujah. Amen. What is your understanding? What is your experience? What is your... Uh, what happens to you every day in the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit mean to you? Uh, it's interesting that, although we all know it, we don't call the Holy Spirit it. Right? We call Him a He. Because the Holy Spirit is someone with whom we have a relationship Amen? It's not an it. It's a he. And the Bible teaches us that you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. See, that's why the Holy Spirit was given. That we might be witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we might be witnesses of His life his death, his resurrection, and his soon coming. We are witnesses of the one who loved us and gave himself for us, who died for us, and who has saved us from our sin. Because the Holy Spirit says he's come, but he doesn't speak about himself. He speaks about Jesus. He reveals Jesus to us. So that should be our experience of the Holy Spirit. One that we should be witnesses by the power of the Spirit. Witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ and all His goodness, but also that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we might grow to know Jesus more and more. They might draw closer to Him and know Him in a very real way. It's interesting that uh, over the years that I have been around uh, uh, the churches of many different sorts of Pentecostal churches, non-Pentecostal churches, all sorts of different churches, and I've had many experiences of, of speaking with people about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, I was in one fellowship, which I won't go into, but uh, where it was just not spoken of. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was a no-no. To be filled with the Spirit, what they believed was that when you were born again, you received the Holy Spirit. Now that is true. Because you cannot come to Christ but by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who comes alongside you and comes into you and speaks to you about your need of the Savior. Convicts you of your sin. Convicts me of my sin. And when convicts us of our sin, brings us to Christ. It's the Holy Spirit who brings us to Christ. But one of the verses I used to find myself quoting quite a lot to people who (coughs) who refused to receive what I was saying was, uh, it's a story of, of Paul in the book of Acts where he goes to Ephesus. Have you ever been to Ephesus? 
I've been once. It's in ruins. <laughs> but he goes to Ephesus and he meets a group of disciples. And having been with them, he suddenly realized that there's something not quite right. So he asks them the question, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Now the thing is, it sort of works out that these were men were disciples of John and had not heard the full way of coming to know Christ. But that's beside the point. People say, oh, you, you can't use that verse because it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's about John's disciples. I say, hang about, but why did Paul ask the question? That's what you've got to ask yourself. Paul was able to ask the question, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And I remember my own experience was a week or so, or maybe a couple of weeks after I gave my life to Christ, I was praying one, one morning <coughs> in the church where I was uh, staying at at the weekend, and the pastor's wife came up to me as I was kneeling at a prayer bench and just seeking the Lord, and a young Christian knowing nothing about anything really. And she said, Len, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to come and fill you. God wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. I thought, well, I had a clue what she was talking about. Not a clue. But if that's what God wants, if God wants me to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that's what I want. Because I want what God wants. And as she laid her hands on me and she prayed for me, the Holy Spirit came down upon me and I began to speak with tongues. And I, I, I couldn't, I wondered what was happening to me. I thought, wow, this is fantastic. And I began to speak in tongues and I began to praise Him in tongues. And it was just so good that I'd been filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I thought my, my, life, my life had just taken on a whole new dimension of knowing God of having a relationship not only with Jesus, but also with the Holy Spirit Himself. So you've got to ask yourself, have, that's a question I just simply want to ask you this, this afternoon, right? Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Now it may be that every single one of us is here has been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that's fine. If you have, brilliant but I've got to ask the question. It just can't be assumed that because you know Jesus Christ as Savior that you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't, I want to say to you, today's the day when you can know the fullness indwelling power of the Holy Spirit and begin to speak in tongues. Now that's one aspect of the Holy Spirit that that we needs must have. It's, it's, it's this fullness, this overflowing dwelling, because the Bible says that out of our innermost being will flow rivers of living water. That's our experience of the Holy Spirit. From, from deep down inside, as God fills us with His power and His presence, out of our innermost being flow rivers of living water. But what we need the Holy Spirit for Secondly, is that we must learn how to walk in the Spirit. 
Over in Ephesians 5, it says, uh, let's, let's turn to it. I know it by heart, but <laughs> I don't want to misquote it. Ephesians 5 and verse 15. Be very careful then how you live. It's important as Christians, Christians that we learn how to live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now, that verse is very interesting. It just doesn't just mean... Be filled with the Spirit once. It's an ongoing, continuous thing. He says, what the Bible says is, you be filled with the Spirit, go on being filled with the Spirit, and go on being filled with the Spirit, and go on being filled with the Spirit, and don't stop being filled with the Spirit. <coughs> now, it's interesting. God, you picked up my Bible and said, it's well used, Sam. It is. That's, that's Bible has been all over the world. <laughs> Right? But we're encouraged, as a, and rightly so, that we should read our Bibles every day. Isn't that right? We should, do you read your Bible every day? I hope you do. But you know, there's something else that we should be doing every day. We should be being filled with the Spirit every day. It's as important to be filled with the Spirit as it is to read the Word of God, because we can only read the Word of God and know the revelation of it and understand its depths and its meaning by the person who inspired the Word of God. And that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inspires this living Word. And it's only as we, as we read the Word and as we ask the Holy Spirit to come and to fill us that the Holy Spirit fills us and, and fresh and anew and fills us and fills us <coughs> and begins to reveal to us what the Word of God is saying. And if you want revelation of the Word, be filled with the Spirit. It's as simple as that. We are to be constantly filled with the Spirit and it says in that's too that we should walk, be careful how we walk. That's what the Holy Spirit helps us in our walk with Jesus. You know, the old authorized version, I remember, remember the, I, when I first was saved, the only Bible I read was the authorized version. The, you know, there were very few others around. There seem to be dozens of them now. But it says, in, in the authorized version of these verses, it says, walk circumspectly with the Holy Spirit. You know, someone once explained it to me, a woman, a lady, a sister explained it to me. She said, you know, it's, it's like a cat walking along the top of a very narrow wall. And as the cat walks, it just places one paw in front of the other very carefully. And as it maintains its balance, it doesn't fall to the right or to the left, but it maintains that walk. It walks circumspectly. 
Now, God is saying to us this afternoon, is your walk a walk of circumspection? Where you're walking carefully because you're hearing what God is saying to you through the Word of God? We need to hear what God is saying to us through His Word, and we hear it by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Another aspect of the Holy Spirit, of course, that we all know is the gifts of the Spirit. Now, I don't know, do you have any gifts of the Spirit? (coughs) 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the gifts of the Spirit. It actually documents nine gifts of the Spirit. Right? And it... uh, 1 Corinthians 12, again, I know them off by heart, but let us make sure that we're true to the Word of God. There are different kinds of gifts. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them and all men. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And it really struck me as I read this again. The gifts of the Spirit are given for the common good. And not just for me, but for everybody. If you want to be a blessing to your brothers and your sisters, you want to be a blessing to them, you want to be a blessing to your neighbors and to your friends, do you want to be a blessing to people like Sam was to that young man in the shop, that uh, Bangladeshi, Bangladeshi man? The only way you can do that is to be filled with the Spirit and be sensitive to what He's saying to you in that given moment. And when you are sensitive to Him, as you are filled with Him daily, daily, being constantly ongoing, being filled and filled and filled, we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. This is what I want you to say. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to to be to this person. And that comes very often through the gifts of the Spirit. To one there is given by the Spirit the message of wisdom. If ever we need wisdom, <laughs> oh, brothers and sisters, if ever we need wisdom, we need it today. There are so many voices clamoring to be heard. There are so many people demanding that their, their way is the only way, but we need wisdom to discern the wisdom of God to know what is right. To another, the message of knowledge. God can show us things and reveal things to us that some people are absolutely astonished by. To another, faith by the same Spirit. We need faith. Every single one of us, as we walk and we live for Jesus Christ, we need faith. But we need the word of faith. We need people saying to us, this is, this is what God wants of us. And we feel challenged and stirred to move along a certain way and to go a certain way. 
because of faith coming by the gift of the Spirit. To another, gifts of healing. Well, we need that, don't we? (laughs) We certainly do need that. Gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. Oh, please, Lord. Let us see more miracles. Amen? Come on, let's see more miracles. (coughs) But if God has given you a gift of miracles, don't sit on it. Use it. Because it's been given for the common good. To another, uh, another gift of prophecy. Well, we know that one well enough, don't we? There seems to be a lot of that around. Communication gift. To another, the distinguishing between spirits. As we begin to pray for people and we begin to realize that this is not a physical thing, that this is a spiritual thing, we need to be able to discern between the spirits. We need to. There's an awful lot of argy-bargy in the world today that we blame this man and that man and this woman and that woman and this government and that government and in actual fact it's spiritual. And we need to discern what is real, physical, and what is spiritual. God gives us gifts of discerning between spirits. Between spirits as well. This is a gift. Is this a spirit of illness? Is this a spirit of whatever? We need to know. We need to be able to discern. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still another, the interpretation of tongues. See, these things are given to us by the Holy Spirit that we might truly, truly know the common good. You know, I, I, remember, I, I may have said, told you this before, but I remember uh, once I was in, in Poland. It comes to me, so I'll, I'll share it. <laughs> uh, I was in Poland, and uh, I was in a meeting, and we, pray, we took the meeting and everything else. Afterwards, we were talking to uh, different people, uh, different Polish people. In, uh, this was in Poznan. And... Uh, this young man came up to me and uh, he says to me, uh, you, you give words of knowledge and words of prophecy to people, don't you? I said, well, yes, I do. You know, that's part of the gifting God has given me. He said, do you think God could give me a word? I said, I don't see why not. God is not a respecter of persons. God can give you a word. Uh, let's, let's have a prayer. Let's ask him. So I began to pray for him. And God uh, gave me a picture of, a, of all things, a pencil. You know, sometimes you've got to go with the flow, you know, with this Holy Spirit. You really have, you know, because God can give you things and visions and uh, pictures and all sorts of things, and you think, well, what on earth is that? Lord, you're trying to, I'm trying to help this man, and all I'm getting is a picture of a pencil. So I said to him, well, all right, young man, I, I see a picture of a pencil. He says, what sort of pencil? 
I said, just an ordinary pencil. I said, I said, I feel, and, and as you begin to reach out to God in the Holy Spirit, God begins to give you more. I said, uh, God is speaking to you about education. And he took a sort of step back. He said, education? What sort of education? Oh, Lord, help. I said, Lord... The Lord says you should go to Bible school. And he looked at me, gone out. The Lord says you should go to Bible school. He said, don't say anything. Don't go away. And he goes across to his wife, young wife, brings her back. And he says to her, Tell her what you just told me. That's how I said it. I felt the Lord say that this young man should go to Bible school. Never, she said. You told him, didn't you? She says to her husband. You told him. He said, I didn't tell him anything. He says, God told me that I should go to Bible And it was only afterwards as I talked to them, I found out that they had been praying and seeking God as to whether the pair of them should go to Bible school. Now I want to say to you that that was an Irishman speaking English in Poland, talking to a Polish man and a Polish woman about what God wanted for them to do. And they ended up going to Sweden to go to Bible school. You see, that's why we need the gifts of the Spirit. We need to help one another. We need to strengthen one another. We need to bring revelation to one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to lift one another up. We need to help one another along. It's for the common good, the gifts of the Spirit, no matter what they are. Now, if you do not have a gift of the Spirit, I can't say to you, here's one, have a gift. Only the Holy Spirit can give you that gift. But you've got to seek it and desire it. You've got to say, if you want to prophesy, you've got to say, Lord, help me to prophesy. Give me a word. If you want to pray for someone to be healed and say, Lord, I need a gift of healing, then you need to ask God for it and seek His face. Know what God is. God is not a respecter of person. He gives good gifts to His children. He doesn't give tough ones. He gives good gifts. And it's important that we, as the people of God, as God leads us together, especially as we're coming together with another church, uh, the Norwich Elam here. And if we, by God's grace and by God's leading, we become one church, and God begins to lead us, I believe God would lead us forward together More and more we're going to need to hear what God is saying. More and more we're going to need to hear what God is doing in our midst. We need to experience that and we need one another to do that. We need one another's gifts of the Holy Spirit. Not just one or two or three, but all of them. We need all the gifts of the Spirit. But you know, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit is not just only to give us gifts that we can use and be 
and that we can hear and be touched by. But God also gives, over in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Now, it's interesting that that documented in the 1 Corinthians 12, there are nine gifts. And documented in the Galatians 5, there are nine fruits. Interesting, isn't it? Now, there are more gifts than probably just the nine, and there are probably more fruits than just the nine. But it's interesting that the Bible documents those two sets of nine. Now, the fruit of the Spirit, you know, is love, joy, peace, patience. You know them so well. Galatians 5. But you know, all those fruits of the Spirit are a manifestation, I believe, they're a manifestation of the character of Christ. Do you want to be like Jesus? Do you want to be like Him? Do you want to walk like Him and talk like Him? It sounds like a... You know what I mean? Right? If you want to be like Jesus, then you need to be filled with the Spirit daily and allow the Spirit to work in our... We need the Spirit work in our lives to begin to change and to transform our very nature and character to become like His nature and His character. And that's why we need the fullness, the daily the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Because God wants us to make us more and more like Jesus. I tell you, if ever this world needs love, it needs it now. If ever this world needs joy, it needs it now. If ever this world needs peace, it needs it now. If ever this world needs patience, it needs it now. You drive a car through Norwich and see if there's a need for patience. Fruit of the Spirit is kindness. Kindness. It seems to me that all that people seem to do these days, and I, I get cheesed off watching the news and watching programs to, where people constantly criticize one another. It's a life of criticism, criticism, criticism. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't say this. You can't say that. We've got to be PC in what we say. And no matter what happens in our lives, we need to know the kindness that is Jesus. Goodness. Oh, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been, oh, so good. And we need to know and show the goodness of God by knowing the goodness of God in our lives. Faithfulness. Oh, there is just so much where people are letting other people down and not being faithful. Especially in sort of their, their marriages and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into that, but you know what I'm talking about. There needs to be a faithfulness. 
Gentleness. <laughs> Gentleness. Amen. And self-control. If ever we need it today, we need it now. We need the fullness of the Holy Spirit daily that we might find revelation in His Word and through His Word. We need the fullness of the Spirit daily that we might become more and more and more like Jesus. Because this world, if it needs anything in this day and age, it needs Jesus. That's the answer to the COVID problem. It's Jesus. That's the answer to all the hassles of <coughs> in, in government and people running down prime ministers and stuff like this. I'm not saying that these people are pure as a driven snow. That's not what it's about. But we need to be able to express the goodness of Jesus. The love of Jesus. Do you know, if we had the love of Jesus in our hearts and in our lives in a fuller way, being a witness will be just so, so much easier. You shall be my witnesses. You shall be my witnesses. Jesus had one... one goal in life. Jesus had, was to save the world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. That is what Jesus was all about. To say He came into this world to save sinners. He came into this world to save you and I and everybody else who, can, who wants to come to God by the Holy Spirit, to Him. And I just want to say to you this afternoon, I don't know what your experience again is of the Holy Spirit, what your daily experience is of the Holy Spirit. But I hope if nothing else this afternoon, you have been challenged to know that there is a deeper way. There's a more powerful way. There's a richer way to know your God, and that is through the infilling, ongoing infilling, and indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. You want to know Jesus? You want to know His Word? Get filled with the Spirit, and He will enable you in all that you do to find out that He truly is faithful. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters here this afternoon. Lord, I pray for us all that we might really begin to be stirred more and more by your Holy Spirit. That, Lord, we will be stirred to pray stirred to read Your Word, stirred to draw nearer to You and closer to You, as, Lord, we seek for You daily to be filled with the Spirit and to know our lives 
and our walk with Him transformed because He is the living God. Father, be more revealed to us as a Father more than we have ever known. Holy Spirit, we honor You and bless You because You are worthy. Lord Jesus, we love You and we would serve You in the power of the Holy Spirit that You gave. You poured Him out. You poured Him out. And Lord Jesus, we just ask that because You have, we might know life and life in all its fullness. Amen.